You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time for us. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, Top 100 Teacher, Golf Magazine. Uh, together, we comprise those weekend golf guys. And, of course, you can't have just two golf guys. You need at least a threesome to have fun. So we brought in James Hong along with us. James, welcome back to the show, buddy. How you doing, man? Oh, it's been so long since I saw you guys. How have you been? <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> just call me Joan Rivers. <laughs> the bad penny keeps turning up. <laughs> I mean, right? you got you guys are headed off to the PGA show very soon, ain't you? Yes, we are. Yep, we'll be rolling out of here in just a just a handful of days, like a like a week. So this is <laughs> this is like a hop, skip, and a jump up the road for you, isn't it, buddy? It is. Yeah. I can get there. Uh, you, uh, I'll probably get there in like four hours. No more changing planes in Atlanta. No. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Not, not for this trip. Not for this trip. I got to bring a bunch of stuff up with me, though. But we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. I got a bunch of I got a bunch of stuff that uh, got shipped to me from uh, from France and some and some stuff from Switzerland. So I got to oh. deliver it to a company there that I do business with that I'm kind of representing a little bit. Smart to move, the force plate company. Okay. And um, I got to haul a bunch of junk in the car, and we got all kinds of fun stuff going on. Dealing with them foreigners again, I see. Yeah. Huh? James Hall <laughs> gets to speak a little bit at the PGA show. Uh, he gets to speak uh, at the GRAA, the Golf Range Association uh, thing, that he's going to get to speak uh, a little bit about junior golf. And um, he gets to talk for about 45 minutes, and then uh, then people start throwing rotten tomatoes and other things <laughs> at him, and mm-hmm. then they make him go away. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> He, Nothing he, new. Yeah, he, I know. It's a matter of how good his arm is, and whether he gets to throw him back at me or not. <laughs> so, give, oh, finally, he he just admitted who it was that would oh, be whoops. hurling the projectiles originally. <laughs> um, so, what what is the state of junior golf, man? I mean, we got more kids playing, or we dying, or what? What's the deal out there? Yeah, I, th- I think it's at a it's at a phenomenal state right now. I mean, we got more kids playing. Uh, the everything from beginner level straight through intermediate levels. You see uh, programs like Operation Thirty Six exploding off the charts. Uh, they're picking up golf courses left and right to for their programs. Uh, U.S. Kids Golf Junior tournaments are exploding. In fact, all of them. Anything from U.S. Kids Golf. Hurricane Junior Tour, AJG, they're all ranks, all levels are are like really exploding. So you know, a lot of great things coming up on the horizon. You got a lot of kids, James, who come for for lessons that have don't have parents that play golf. Oh, all the time, and okay. um, most of them. Yeah, it's it, and so I think when you get kids like that uh, whose parents don't play golf, I mean, one of the things that that I always emphasize to other teachers is. It's a twofer. We're not just teaching the student, we're teaching the parents as well. So mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you're a valuable open resource of information for them. Otherwise, they're very quickly going to be going to YouTube, uh, going to parent forums on social media. They're, they're going to be going to other parents. And the information they're getting uh, may not be the best information for their kids. 
Yeah, Man, I need to get on some of those uh, parent forums. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it'll make you start drinking heavily. <laughs> you know, I think I think you ought to I think you ought to invite me to a couple of those things because I, I got a handful of things to say to parents that like, hey, hey, this whole don't you know who I am thing doesn't fly. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> look when they're trying to sign them up for your for your clinics, and uh, they're full. <laughs> and they're, they're full within a shockingly short amount of time. And then they pick up the phone and go, hey, uh, uh, don't you know who I am? You, my kid <laughs> needs to get in this advanced level clinic, even though they're just beginners. Yeah, yeah. And, and my answer to that phone call is, do you know who I am? <laughs> That's why the clinic filled up in two minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and my head get any bigger. <laughs> Well, do you do you have to you can zoom out a little bit on the camera? <laughs> <laughs> do you have to preface it with those kids though? Um, kind of warn them about listening to bad information from their parents, especially. Yes, um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I know this has been a big topic for teachers: is when you're giving a lesson, are the parents there uh, as part of the lesson? And and I used to be one of those uh, teachers that said. Absolutely not. No parents allowed during the lesson. It's just me and the student. Right. But I've kind of done complete about face. I want the parents there because I want them to realize that, uh, like I said, I'm teaching, I'm helping them out as well as their child. Mm -hmm. And I, I will involve them. I will say, so what would you like, do you help them out? Do you help her out? What would you say in this circumstance? What do you, what is your opinion? And I'll let them know. I won't be nasty about it. I'll say like, yeah, here's why that might not be the best thing, and I'll inform them. Or it might be the opposite. It might, I might say, that's really good. But on right. top of that, also look out for this. And it's like, because remember, the bottom line is it's, it's their child, and it's, one of, it's the most valuable thing in their world. So mm -hmm. they mean well, even though the way they're portraying it may not be the best of, of things to do, but it's always with the best intentions. Yeah. And and so you don't want to make them an enemy. You don't want to make yourself an enemy to their cause. Oh, not at all. And you kind of they're probably going to be the ones who at least initially go out with the kid to yep. play some golf. They're so, they're going to be there when the kids are practicing. If the kids are playing in a junior tournament like US Kids Golf, they'll be the caddy. So you mm -hmm. you want to be there to help them as well right. as their child. Right. So do you maybe think about teaching the parents too a little bit as you were saying it's a two for oh yeah it's funny actually just ju just as jeff was contacting me i was actually sending videos to parents about this is this is a good video for you to watch this is a good youtube video for you to see this okay but not to everyone it's like specific topic mm -hmm. specific so one video might be for these seven or eight parents and the other video might be for another 12 this video is for everyone right gotcha. but it's it's showing them that you you are on the lookout for them, that you're you're sending valuable resources, valuable information for them. It's if you are going to go look to YouTube, look in this direction, not just in any direction. Cool. So a couple of things that I think about when I'm talking to parents. Like James, I like the parents to be in the room because I also love to do what James is doing, but I will also take the opportunities to basically in in some form or another tell the kid 
what he's not supposed to be hearing from anybody. Effectively calling out the parents, but without really calling out the parents. And so here's here are the things that are going to be detrimental to your future because of these things. So I'm saying it with the parent in the room, and I'm saying it with the child knowing that it shouldn't come from anybody. And so the parent knows to zip it about certain things about they go about it in certain ways. Because I think it's important that the parent hears that without me, you know, taking a shot directly at the parents. I'm not trying to do that. I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to demean the relationship between the parent and the child when the parent, like James had said, is just trying to do their best and they just don't know. So what I'll do is I'll say, okay, here's some information that you should never be hearing because it doesn't apply to you. Like James is saying, he's he's mm-hmm. very specific about the information that he's giving to people. I go about it in the other way too, which is here's the stuff that you should never be listening to, and here's why. Now that may information may apply to somebody else, but boy, it'll really mess you up. And then all of a sudden, the parent gets it. Is oh my gosh, there's information that just throws out there in the ether. It's just floating around out there. And I've been kind of glomming on to the whatever I've heard or whatever I've seen or whatever and throwing it straight at my child. Mm-hmm. It's helping them all decide what's right for them. And it puts me in the position of being the arbiter of that, just like what James does. There's different ways of going about that, but you don't want the parents to feel ostracized, but you do want them to know boundaries yeah. and certain bits of information that would be terrible. Taking you know, that have- into consideration, I would think yeah. that worse than a parent who does not play golf would be a parent who plays golf but has never had a lesson or doesn't play well. Those guys that we talked about last week, the guys who know every excuse in the book and every reason why and everything they're supposed to do. Yeah. Because the parents who don't play or the parents who play poorly, they haven't yet figured out how much information is way too much for any player, let alone Mm -hmm. a child that's in this new world of I'm trying to perform. You know, it's kind of like you don't want to see the child – take a step back, shut down, throw their hands in the air, get all upset, effectively saying, stop teaching me. I'm trying to learn. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I know, I know for sometimes like you'll hear something where, where the parents said something to the child or the child will say, yeah, my, my mom or dad said this to me. It's sometimes the intention behind it is a good intention. Like, like the, like the, what is it? Everyone always tells each other, you know, keep your head down. And, and so a lot of times I'll say to them, it's like, listen, I know what you're saying, what you meant to say, the reason behind it, right? But it's not keep your head down. I think what you wanted them to do is just, just keep your eyes on the ball mm-hmm. and follow the ball. That's it. Exactly. Right? That's it. Exactly. Hey, if you got kids and they want to learn to golf, <coughs> well, have them hang out a little bit because we've got two of the best teachers here in the world, Jeff Smith, James Hong. We're talking about junior golf and some other topics may pop up between now and the end of the hour we have together here. But uh, other than that, hang out with us. We are those weekend golf guys and we will be right back. So don't you move. And of course, if you have a question that you want us to answer or a specific problem you think Jeff can fix on the show, ask. It's that simple. Jeff at thoseweekendgolfguys.com or John at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. 
Well, of course, we have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash golf guys. Go there and follow us. Like us, please. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton, Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher, James Hong from New York, uh, out in Long, Long Island somewhere. Jeff's down in Florida. So they're both headed to Florida, however, for the PGA Merchandise Show, which is a fun place to go. Getting free clubs when you went. I was just free stuff all over the place, man. I, I used to bring an empty suitcase so I could take the stuff home, you know? <laughs> the trinket gatherer. Free How clothes? many years in a row did we do that show from the PGA Five. show floor? Five years in a row. We were yes. on the PGA show floor doing it. Yes, we were. I think the the fun one was we were in that the new product area yes. when we were doing our show from that spot. That was yeah. cool. That was the best one. This is something that if you've never been to the PGA show and a lot of people like to go just because they're into golf and they just like to see, but the new product area is great. And one of the games we played the new product area, James is Jeff and I went around and tried to decide who'd be there next year. <laughs> yeah, right. Gone, 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 gone. Yeah. <laughs> because there are a lot of off the wall ideas. You go, uh-huh. And you paid for a booth. Come on now. Those yeah. things are pricey too, dude. I know. Well, when we had, um, uh, Barney uh, Adams on. Yeah. I mean, he was the same thing. He he said he was approached daily with new ideas and people saying, I'm going to go to the PGA show. And he just shakes his head and goes, you'll <laughs> be broke, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it, because it understands that just that cost alone. I mean, Mike's thing costs like James, have you, do you see what he's selling it for? Like 50 bucks or something? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. How many 50 bucks does it take to go into that? I mean, he could walk around giving things away to pros to use it and get his students to and and just handing them out to people and like be yeah, promotionally speaking, it'd be better for him to do that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it would get in the hands of the people who would use it. And yeah. and and push it and stuff. But back back to the junior golf, man. Do do most of the kids who come to you have visions of grandeur? Of, of playing in tournaments and in college and then the pros, or did they just want to play with mom and dad or their friends or what's, what's their motivations mostly? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty much across the board. Um, I, I don't see as many kids that have visions of grandeur in terms of being a pro. Okay. Uh, I do see quite a few kids who uh, want to play in college. And I think, I don't want to call it disillusionment, but I think they they kind of don't quite understand the full ramifications of of uh, playing in college, especially if their goal is to play Division One mm-hmm. uh, college golf. It's it's a it's very time consuming. It is basically a job. I mean, I think just just the fact that I have I sometimes will say to them, you realize that um, they are giving you a large amount of money in return for you playing for them and you playing well. And the one thing a lot of them don't realize happens is, is the, the coaches, the schools can give you a scholarship. And if you don't live up to your side of it, they can actually come up to you the very next year and take it away. Take it away. Yeah. yeah. They don't realize, they think it's a four year deal and it's not. Yeah. It's a one year contract. Plus the fact, and Jeff has mentioned this on, on some earlier shows. I mean, you, you get up earlier than anybody else in the world, except maybe swimmers and practice and then you go to class and then you get out of class and you go and you practice and then you try to work out your your you know studies and spend some time in the library but they're not going to cut you any slack you don't get to not practice because you got a test tomorrow right 
you know? Exactly. Because playing golf or, or any sport with a, with a scholarship, that's what you're there for. Yeah. Basically. It is. Right? That's, they got you there. They made yeah. you a deal. Yeah. And Minimum GPA, all that kind of stuff. Is they yeah. take five people to tournaments, but they have more than five people on the team. So you can bust yeah. your ass and, you know, sacrifice your studies or whatever and still just practice, not make and, it to any of the, the tournaments. And and then even with the younger kids, not even thinking about anything remotely like college golf yet, it's why why is why is everyone else shooting this score and my kids still shooting that score? And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, your child's only been playing for a year right. and they've been playing for five or whatever it is. And you know, sometimes, you know, going back to what we discussed earlier in the first segment about parents, it's sometimes you have to kind of, you know, calm the parents down and tell them, hey, listen. You know, the, the, it's a long-term deal here. It's not. It's not six weeks, six minutes, right. and all of a sudden they're shooting even par. Yeah, you're not going to be an overnight sensation. This game is nowhere near as easy as it looks. You know, and and a lot of times I talk about maturity in the game. Then all of a sudden I'm not taking shots at the kid for being an immature person or being a child. It's he hasn't grown up in the game yet, okay. and hasn't gotten used to playing under whatever pressure he puts on himself or she puts on herself, right? The added pressure from parents, the added pressure to, I have to go and play so well in this tournament. They haven't learned how to do that yet. Just because they can stand there and do it on the range or in a casual round with grandpa doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's have you matured within the game <clears throat> And I'm talking about not just golf. Have you played enough golf? No. Have you played enough tournament golf? Have you played enough golf where there are psychological penalties, basically, by saying, I'm under pressure here. I I have a goal of getting to college golf. I have a goal of doing that. And what I need to do that is to play in these tournaments and to perform so well in these tournaments. So now these tournaments have a higher value. That's a different game altogether mm-hmm. than just going out and playing with grandpa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Competitive golf is a totally different animal, man. That, that's exactly what I tell parents in one sentence is there's a big difference between golf and competitive golf. And it's, it's like, until you understand that, that huge chasm between the two of them, it's, it, you, you can't put the same um, ideas, beliefs on both of them. It's, is that a lot of times either kids or parents, they're asking, I don't understand. I played so well in the practice round and then I didn't play well in the tournament. I was like, well, that's it in a nutshell. It's because it's a practice round and who really cares what you did in a practice round? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So sometimes we talk about mentally changing the focus a little bit on the practice round itself. Let's call it round one of the tournament. Yep. If they're learning to play more tournament golf, then they have to go into the mindset that these practice rounds are not whiff and giggle stuff just to go see the golf course. It's if you need more days of competition, then we have to put the mindset of competition on every round of golf you play. Mm-hmm. So sense. a one-day yeah. tournament with a practice round becomes, in in my mind, a two-day tournament so that they can and i tell them look if you just want to go figure out this golf course and play it and get comfortable with it visually and understand the shots you're going to have to play then go a different day and play it again 
and then show up for the day before practice round, you know, the official one that they give you, right? And then call that one your tournament round and whoever it is you're paired with, you're competing against them. Right. Because that's exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. And and I think when you go and you play that that round that actually is the real first round of the tournament, you actually have to approach that first tee shot as if it's round two. So if you shot, let's say, six over in your practice round the day before, you're starting round two, six over. Six over you're not yeah. starting at zero. Yeah. And just and just play from there. The psychological aspects of the game, is that something you guys delve into as teachers at any point? Do you do that first or do you do that only when they can play well enough to actually consider seriously getting into competitive? I'll bring it up at different points. You know, sometimes when you're talking to a child and I get to work with, you know, more tournament players than I do non-tournament players. Okay. um, Because I've structured my my junior teaching to be the competitive junior. And I, I don't do as many beginner junior things in in what I offer and what I spend time doing. Gotcha. And so then I get, you know, the competitive juniors to come. And then we have conversations. Sometimes they only need a little bit on the technique of this, that, or the other thing. And then I start asking them about how they're playing. And what are they going through as a player and how are they handling themselves? And let's go create scenarios that have pressure to them. And let's see if we can do that. And and I am diving into that because I'm working with uh, the competitive player quite a bit. Dive into it more Mm -hmm. often than other teachers who are teaching juniors. Gotcha. Well, so listen, whether, whether you're looking to get a kid into golf uh, because you want to get them into tournaments, you want to get them maybe into college, you want to just get them to play with you so you can send them into the woods to look for the balls you hit. Whatever. We're going to have more information about junior golf and teaching kids to play with a couple of the best junior golf teachers around when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. If you're used to doing some business on the golf course, we have another group for you on Facebook. It's called the Back Nine Advisory Board. It's a bunch of people who just share ideas on how to do business better while playing golf. We've got a fun group for you to hang out with on Facebook. It's facebook.com, League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. And we are back already, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. Jeff Smith with us. James Hong is with us. And they are very, very good at teaching juniors how to play golf well. And when, when we were just about to leave a minute ago, James was about to say something. And I'm sure it was earth shattering. It was in response to something Jeff said, but I don't remember what he said because I don't oh. listen to him very much. Well, you're tired of hearing me. I understand. <laughs> oh, we we were talking about do we do we go into the 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 mental side of it right away? Right. And um, I know for me, it's like it may not be overt. I might I may not be right away saying let's let's kind of get inside your head. But you know, especially for someone who is a, who is uh, relatively young. 
uh, is inexperienced, could be a beginner or could be someone that maybe they're not even sure yet if they want to be serious about the game or competitive even, but some, some way I'm kind of like sowing the seeds of letting them know about certain things about being too hard on themselves, being too much of a perfectionist, mm. all of these things. Like, I mean, one of the things uh, I will always bring up to, to the kids is I'm not your school teacher. I'm a golf teacher. Uh, I don't have a red pen. This is not your report card. I'm not going to make red X's all over your, your essay. Your parents are not going to get called saying, you know, little Jimmy or little Janie is not paying attention in class. None of that's going to happen. All right. It, it's a game of failure. It's not a game of success. It's how you manage the failures. And so as we, as we, as I kind of do more things like that, they start to, you know, I, I like it when I hear them saying things um, where if, if we're working on something and they don't hit a good shot and they say, Oh, that's okay. And I'll like, they'll say like, that's okay. I, I felt like I did what you wanted me to do. Good. Mm-hmm. Or it's mm-hmm. it, 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 some of those things will happen. It's like, Oh, that, you know what? That was a good miss. That's an acceptable miss. I can, I can still play with that. I can just chip onto the green with that. Can I? And yep. There you go. Yep. Into that circle. You talked about the last time you were around. right. Yeah. I remember. I haven't played since, but I remember. Unlike Jeff, I listened to what you say. Okay. <laughs> I didn't listen to what you're saying, John. Did you say something? No, not a thing. Sorry. Not a thing. Uh, would you suggest we wouldn't be listening to each other? We'd just be talking <laughs> to each other all the time. <laughs> would you suggest that programs like the Junior League, PGA Junior League, would be a good place to start for kids who are interested, but maybe the parents don't want to commit? all the time and energy and money it would take to get lessons and go, go whole hog. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't think yep. that's a bad deal at all. I, I, you know, some, some guys don't, they don't like it. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What a great way to get kids started when they don't know of another way to get started. Yeah. Right. I think it's just a good thing. I can't find anybody that, that says that there's anything really lousy about it. It gets kids playing golf. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think if you're if, if you're a parent, you're searching for some place in your area to get your kids involved. I think the three things you're probably looking at is PGA Junior League, Junior League. Operation 36 is the place running an Operation 36 program is are is is there a U.S. Kids Golf certified instructor or are they doing a, a U.S. Kids Golf program there? So those three things, I think that's what that's what a parent would be looking for to get their children more involved. What is that Operation Thirty Six you mentioned? So that's that's a, a program, a developmental program, long term program that's basically was developed by uh, two gentlemen, Matt Reagan, Ryan Daly, two gr- uh, two great teachers, and they started this about 10, 12 years ago, and they basically have created um, an outline of developing children. And actually, what's nice about it, it's not just for children, it's for adults as well. Okay. Uh, but they started out doing it for kids. And so it's a process of just developing you through each phase of the game. And, and it's basically, it's like, it's it, if I really simplify it, it's like, can you, what's par from 25 yards? You know, what's, if it's, if it's a par four yeah. hole, can you score, can you consistently score 25? Or I'm sorry, can you consistently score par or lower from 25 yards what does it take to do that and then you can move back to 50 you can move back to 100 etc gotcha okay yeah great program yeah sounds great 
I should have started started that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I know I know my description is really simple and it's not doing them justice because it's very comprehensive. Mm-hmm. But let's just say it's a great program. Yeah, now, sounds there, There's so many good things about that program. And one of it is because they've got a, a cool app that keeps track of an awful lot of things that each player has access to, and they can track how they're doing. What a wonderful thing that is. So if, you, if your kids are stuck on the phone, at least they're doing it in a productive manner. Yeah. Their phone or their iPad. Right. Yeah, it gives them an excuse to be have that screen time going all the time. Yep. There's a lot of good in that. Yeah. So how long you, you were talking about it? It's not a, you know, six lesson, eight lesson, eight month, whatever pro, program from beginner to let's go win a tournament. But for the average, how long would a parent have to be seriously helping the child show up on time, show up to every lesson travel if they need to go out and practice before they can maybe see a return of some sort, maybe just a happiness return because the kid gets excited and does well in a tournament or something. Yeah. I think it just depends on the, the, the effort level that's being put into it. And okay. and again, I don't mean that they have to be practicing eight hours a day, seven days a week, Right. but if, if they take a lesson on a Monday and then they go to the range and practice what, what they learned and keep doing it. And they're communicating. You know, nowadays you can communicate so easily with your coach through different forms of communication, like on-form golf app, send videos or talk and stuff. And, and Or if, if you're where you go take lessons also offers practice programs. You come in, you can practice with other kids for an hour and a half if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're engaged and you're enjoying what's going on then, I, I mean, you'll see some benefits of it pretty quickly. And, and again, like I said, it's like, it's, it may not be that your child is shooting even par from a 395-yard par four, but if they're playing from 50 yards and you can see them getting onto the green and putting it into the hole, mm-hmm. I mean, that in itself is progress. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, don't expect too much. And don't push. Right. Please don't. Push. I I, th- I think what happens with parents, like if you said earlier, it's like they mean well. Like they see their child now, and they see the end point or potentially where they could be. Right. And they're trying to get this connection to be the fast track, and there is no fast track. They're they're trying to find out what's that single line that connects it. Right. Straightest point between, or the the this fastest point between two points is is a straight line and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's it's a roller coaster. Yeah, it's right. it's all of these things. So, unless you're in once, New York, and the the shortest distance between two points is always under construction. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 what what he said, and and James, I'm going to have to write this down and use it. I've never heard it before, but it was genius. Golf is a game a game of of failure, not success. Yeah. You got to learn how to manage your failures. I. I mean, the eyebrows that I, the, the raised eyebrows with the parents nodding there, it's the same thing. It's like, I always tell the kids, it's, this is not a game of success. This is a game designed for you to fail. Right. Why do you think they put the bunkers where everyone hits their drives? 
Why do you think there's water? And it's like, if it was meant to be easy, the thing would be a runway and there'd be no trees. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they would actually use mowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of courses out there that don't use them all that much. <laughs> it's so, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just, it just, you know, makes your, makes your heart feel good when you go to, you go to a course and you see kids playing by themselves. I mean, not by themselves, but with each other, but yeah. not, not with an adult. When the, the kids themselves are out there just doing their thing um, and doing it well, or to whatever degree they're doing it, but they're doing it All with right. other kids. All right. Not, I'm going to bust you on this one. Uh Oh, love how the fact you say that, but man, when you get to the golf course with your buddies, uh -huh. Aren't you the guy or in the crowd of guys that throw your hands in the air going, yeah, these kids, get them out of my way. No, I am not. In fact, we were, we were out at, at a defunct, at a defunct golf course in Louisville intrepid producer, Mark and I, and there were two kids in front of us and they were playing slowly and Mark was getting impatient. And I said, Mark, they're kids and they're playing golf. We should encourage them. And he ran to the cart and I said, Mark, what are you doing? He said, I'm going to go encourage them. To play faster. <laughs> so it I'm ain't me, buddy. It ain't me. <laughs> I'm glad to say you didn't just go up and give them a beverage. <laughs> Come on, kids. Let's get out of here. Uh, we've got more. We do have more. We always have more. And it's coming up. You just hang out. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golfers. You want to know how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? Just go to jeffsmithgolfinstruction.com. Check out the information there. And we are back for some while yet. I am John Ashton. Jeff Smith with us. James Hong with us. We are those weekend golf guys. James and Jeff, of course, exemplary golf instructors. We've been talking about teaching kids because they're both very good at uh, teaching children. Whether you have a child that wants to play golf, whether you play or not, it's good to basically turn them loose, give them over to an instructor and say, give them back when they know what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and one more, one thing I got to say to, to the parents that are out there is that there's different forms of help and you want to be the person that helps because it's your child, right? Right. As James mentioned earlier, it's the most precious thing they have and they all want it to go well. But I want to say something else to the parents about to bring in, in their way of helping, they have to understand what James had already said is that it's a game of failures. So mm -hmm. as coaches who really care about these kids, we know they need to fail. So as parents, you can't go about busting their chops too much when they do. It's part right. of learning. Yes. They, yes. They, have to, they have to make the mistakes. Things can't always go well. This is not a yellow brick road to anywhere. That's right. Hey, what you need to learn is that uh, I forget who said it. Somebody famous said, um, I never lose. I either win or I learn. Yeah. <clears throat> and well, it's important. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's important that they do understand that 
it's a game, it's a challenge, it's a sport, it's anything that you want it to be, but there will be ups and there will be downs, and they might be one shot apart. Yeah. Exactly. You might have something that absolutely makes you thrilled in one swing, and the very next one might make you heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Don't get too up and don't get too down, because no matter what, it's a golf shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know. And with I do this a lot in lessons where the majority of the shots that the child is hitting are actually poor shots, and many of them are actually on purpose. And because I want them to to understand what the error is, do they know what happened? What do they think is the solution? And then let's go about doing it. So it's the old, hey, make it. Let's make it their idea. Let's let's turn them into you know, problem solvers. And, you know, sometimes the parents are kind of like, they see their child hitting bad shot. They, your parents expect to see in the lesson that every ball is as straight as a laser. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, why did they do that? Why did they do what? Right. And it's like a lot of times in, in these lessons, it's quite the opposite. And like, well, why, what happened there? Why do you think that happened? And I, I think it's really good to see when parents are accepting that and understanding. And you can see them in the corner nodding their head and the light bulbs going on in their head as well. That like, oh, I, I see it now. You know, I always talk to the kids about like, you got to learn to burn the hand on the stove so you know what it feels like so you don't burn your hand anymore. Mm-hmm. And also that way, if the parents know, if they listen, when you explain what went wrong and how yep. to make sure it doesn't do it again, <clears throat> should it happen in a practice situation when they're out with a parent, the parent will know. Yeah. As long as they pay attention and don't mess it up. Right, exactly. I play a game with people called break it and fix it. Okay. Go hit a bad shot. Go determine why and fix that. Create the problem. Yep. Watch what it produces. And then the very next shot, go fix it. But you have to tell me about it first. Mm. And when they do they have a better chance at fixing it when they're on the golf course because they do the break it, fix it thing. And then we go to the break it, fix it thing on the golf course. Mm -hmm. I mean, just having been with you the the few times I have been, I've been able to do that on the golf course even without you there. I I don't want you lording over me going, what'd you do there? What'd you do there? (laughs) I know what I did. Shut up, Jeff. But uh, yeah, a lot of times when, when, you know, when we're in season and I take the kids out on the golf course to play, I'll set rules for, for each hole. And a lot of those rules are to put them into a more difficult situation so they can learn how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And like, I know what the story that I always tell to other kids, uh, this boy's becoming a legend is we did something on the first hole here where I said, your tee shot's not allowed to hit the fairway. If you hit the fairway, it's a four-shot penalty. Oh. So they have to hit it into trouble. Mm-hmm. And so this one boy, really good player, high-level player, was aiming at the right fairway bunker, hit his drive, and the ball's in the bunker. And what does this kid do? Slams his driver on the ground. I'm like, why are you upset? He goes, I hit it in the bunker. And I'm and we're all looking at him like, <laughs> That's, wasn't what? that the plan? Yeah, and he goes like, I hit it in the bunker. And I was like, Luke, what's the rules on this hole? Uh, can't hit the fairway. Okay, where were you aiming? 
I was aiming at the bunker. Where'd you hit the ball? I hit it in the oh 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 okay 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 okay, okay. you know so uh-huh. even in the moment he forgot the situation right yeah and that that's I mean that's that we're so is, inclined to tell ourselves yeah, how that's, we are that's a habit that's yeah. a habit you hit it in the bunker you get you get pissed off at yourself it's it's like I I so many kids are playing basketball too I say you take you take a jump shot in the gym and you miss it, do you now go sit down on the bench and tell yourself how much you sucked? No. <laughs> you're like telling your friend, give me the ball. Give me yeah. the ball. You can't wait to shoot again to figure it out. Or you're like, you run after the rebound, and you dribble, and you're like, and then you shoot again, right? And then you're like, oh, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Right. Right. Going to do this till I get it right if it kills me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, there's just something about golf. I don't know what it is, whether it takes so long from the beginning to the end of a shot or what, but you really, you have a lot of emotion tied up. A lot of time to think. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't like it if it doesn't come out the way it should. (laughs) Sometimes it's too much time to think. Yeah. A lot of times on the golf course, I'll go out and I'll do this thing. That's similar to what James did. I'll tell somebody, okay, hit it over there into the junk. And then we'll go out there and go search for their ball. And then what I'll do is I'll throw a ball down in just as bad a situation. And and I'll say, okay, which of these two balls are you mad about? Which of these two balls are you going to have a harder time dealing with? And it's always the one that they hit there. Mm -hmm. Because that's what happens on the golf course. They get bad out of shape about hitting a ball in the junk. But yet, if I go out on the golf course with them and I throw a ball into the junk, they go at that shot with a much less emotional head mm-hmm. about it. They're a whole lot more logical about it. I'll say, okay, what are you going to do here? You know, and, th- and they'll go through their progression saying, okay, I'm going to hit this club. I'm going to hit this direction, that direction. I'm gonna, this is all I'm trying to get out of this shot. But you know, when it's the shot they have on the golf course, John, when you hit one offline and you got to walk into the junk and hack it out of there. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of emotion going on there too. And yeah, those few to, those few times that that happens, yeah. We're trying to teach people how to handle those emotions so they don't make it worse on the very next shot by making mm-hmm. a bad decision because mm-hmm. almost all the high scores that I see out of my players is one bad shot immediately followed by a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yeah. And when they make yeah. a bad choice like that. So what I do is I, I let the emotion ball, right, play out. And then I just throw one down into the junk. And if I threw it there, they weren't so mad because it was there because they didn't hit it there. Right. And now they have something to prove. Well, that's right. It's yeah. a whole different mentality yeah. going into it. So as we try to train golfers, especially the ones that are trying to be competitive, it's a lot of, hey, let's go deal with your brain and how you handle this scenario. Again, how to deal with failure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Failure is not a terrible thing. No, it's not. No, it's not, especially if you have dealt with it to the point where it doesn't, it doesn't affect you negatively and you can keep a level head and, uh, and make up for it on the next shot. Yep. Right? And that basically is what we all need to learn, whether we're a child or an adult or have been playing this game for 52 years. You need to learn that. 
for a lot of these kids that think that think it's life or death on the next shot, it's sometimes we're just walking up to the ball and telling, and I'm just talking to the kids about, instead of telling yourselves how much you suck or telling yourself, oh my God, what a bad shot. It's, why don't you walk up this like, I accept the challenge. Let's see what I can do with this. Yeah. If, if they constantly are thinking like, yeah, all right, I can hit that shot. Well, let's see what I can do. This is going to be cool. A lot of times, even when they don't pull the shot off because they had that approach to it, we get a lot of, ah, oh, I just missed that. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, I, yeah. next time if I have that, I know. I should have done this. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, guys, if you got some kids that want to play golf, pay attention to what James and Jeff have been saying. Find a James or a Jeff in your neighborhood and get the kids out there. Take them with you the next time you go and play some golf. 